This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, February the 25th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour. My name's Homer Lopez, and I welcome you to the show the show that is about wealth insurance, a way to protect yourself against whatever tomorrow may bring through the physical delivery of gold and silver. And you can do so simply by giving us a call at one 800 And that ray of sunshine that is Sarah will answer the phone, take your call, help you with your order, just be nice to you. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Not only can you order online, but you can check out the news to disturb the comfortable, where we don't tell you what to think, but we certainly give you something to think about. All this information, this whole show, it doesn't belong to this radio network. It belongs to the man who pays for the time to be on the air. It's his opinion. It's his research. He breaks it all down for you, and then he delivers it. Economics with attitude is what we like to call it. Joe, how are you this morning? Sir? Happy Thursday. Joe Jaquin at the helm. How you doing? I'm all right, Ray brother. of sunshine. I, you're you're white. You're really so putting lovely. a lot of pressure on. He outclasses you. I just don't <laughs> understand. Well, that's so you're awesome. not even in the same ballpark. My goodness. You know that, that's what they pretty. say. They, they uh, you marry up, right? Oh, you certainly did. Oh, I'll tell you that. Way way up, way up. But uh, that's more a re- reflection of her than a reflection of me. I don't know. It tells me you've got to have some type of charm because she's a knockout. i got a body for radio. Uh, you certainly <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, what a... Wow. Oh, I, I guess gold is now like a tech stock because it, it just goes crazy all the time now. What do they, they like to call it volatility when the when the traders don't have any... I guess uh, good economic data to use. They go to the volatility card. When we were on the air yesterday, gold was at uh, twelve hundred and fifty dollars. That's right, it was. It was at twelve hundred and fifty dollars. It was up about thirty dollars. And the news that the Dow was down two hundred and sixty points. Crude oil was thirty dollars and change, and everybody's all worried about crude oil again. Because remember now, apparently falling crude oil is now bad for the economy. Unless you're at the gas pump. But, all but still, it used to be a great news, right? They so remember it was you were getting tax cuts. But then they said, and I could never find it, but they came out with something like Saudi Arabia said something. That poor guy from Saudi Arabia, he's he must be Mike twenty four seven. Right, maybe, maybe because he was in Houston. Is he on a reality show or yeah. something? <laughs> I'm just curious. Is he on the Kardashians? Why is this guy always mic? He's mic'd up. Apparently, the royal family must have called him and said, "What are you saying out there?" And oil turned around and actually closed higher. The Dow was down 260. It closed up 50 points. Gold closed at 1,239 dollars. But that was, you know, Wall Street was still open. And oil was still open. Gold then goes into the aftermarket, as we call it, electronic trading. 
uh, where it fell another $9. And by, by 5 o'clock, when I left here yesterday, gold was $1,222. So essentially, it took back the entire day's gain. And when I went to bed last night, gold was 1225 26 by the time I got up this morning, gold was $1,235. By the time I got to work at uh, 5.30 this morning, gold was $1,240. By the time I had a cup of coffee and, uh, you know, did started getting ready for the show, gold was all the way back down to $1,228. Then I went to the bathroom and I came back and it was twelve hundred thirty-five dollars. Roller coaster that, of emotion. That now it's twelve hundred forty dollars, and you know, and everything right now is oil this and oil that. It, it it's become quite amusing, but the way I figured it is every dollar oil goes down, and I and I've been telling you all along. I remember at $45, I was on this show saying, if you only knew, if you only knew what was going on like outside of Galveston and all the oil tankers lined up for miles and miles and miles and what's happening in the storage facilities and and, uh, and obviously gold or oil falling is exactly what we thought would happen. And and I'm actually thinking there's a real there's a very very likely chance that gold or gold oil is going to the teens, whether that's nineteen, eighteen, thirteen, who knows? You know, it's interesting. I'm looking at this right now that oil has roughly has fallen in the last eighteen months seventy percent. There's no place to put it all. That's the problem. And and and, and analysts are saying uh, we're not done. We're not done. That, that, at least what I see as far as the data that I, you know, research and look at, you know, Cushing, Oklahoma, where they, that's where the, I guess, the big relative news is, they're already refusing delivery on certain types. Because, you know, they have those big tankers, and X amount of tankers, that's for sour crude and these tankers are for, you know, kind of sour crude, and these tankers are for light crude. I mean, not all crude is the same. And you just can't mix it all up. But the way I look at it, every dollar in crude oil is about 15 to $20 in gold. So right now, uh, crude oil, and this is part of the reason why gold is, Depending on where you look, gold's either up 10 or up a dollar, just depending on where you look. Uh, but oil is down a dollar today. We're going to talk a little more about that. We're going to talk about how many people really listen to the Patriots Radio Group and Patriot Radio News Hour. Jim Cramer did my show yesterday. We'll talk about that next. Radio News Hour. We're going to butter the biscuit. 800-951-0592. Talking about how crude oil apparently is everything. Yesterday, 
Crude got to about $30.50, finished at $32.50. So you had a $2 swing. Gold hit an intraday high thing about $1,252, went all the way back to $1,222. So that's about $15 per dollar in moving crude. But this morning, it's now down a dollar. And gold's up. About eighteen dollars. So, like I said, fifteen to twenty dollars is is a, right now is apparently what gold and crude a dollar move in crude is worth in terms of gold. You know what? It makes me wonder. It makes me wonder about uh, um, the owners, the chairman of the boards of these oil companies. I, and I and I, I think of Trading Places, the movie Trading Places, when Mortimer and Winthorpe Valentine <laughs> and, and, and they and they go, we're ruined. We're broke. Are they approaching that level? Because the way I understand it, you can't trade a pocket lint for, for oil right now. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Well, On Wall Street. I don't know this, but, but uh, I'll take Jim Cramer at his word. The very, very best $35 a barrel is their break. They can't make money below $35. In other words, so they're for, not making money right thir- now. They're losing. Well, just the very best can do it at 35. So that's all. Let's face it. If you're the very best, but that just means just a few of you are that. It's obviously the vast majority can't even make money at 35, is, is I guess what my point is. But I think it's going, you know, it probably could fall to 16, half of where it is today. That would add between 240 and 320 points to gold, dollars to gold. Oh, can you imagine the That'd word? That'd be about 1550. I think that's right where I'm at. Is oil going to become a penny stock? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's face it. It moves like penny stocks. Like today, it's another 3% move. Oil's moving 3, 4, 5, 8% a day. And gold moves one and two percent a day, which is and sometimes three or four. I mean, that used to be what you know that was silver's job. But yesterday, I made a, a, a little comment about how can these uh, apparent you know who's supposed to be the smartest people in the room when it comes to the economy, talking about the Federal Reserve. How can all these Fed governors and how can Janet Yellen? Come out and, and and look people in the eye and say to people, we don't see any signs of a recession, right? That's that was the comment I made yesterday, I, and I started naming off stuff. Really, uh, look at oil, right? Crude oil. What does that tell you? Look at look at the ISM numbers that just came out, both manufacturing and and. Uh, the service sector ISMs are now both negative. What about those signs? Not to mention a whole host of others. And yesterday you mentioned PMI did not meet expectations. PMI missed it. Right. Exactly right. Yesterday I told everybody if the Fed doesn't move, I think gold will be 1400 So last night, Jim Cramer, for those of you that don't listen to the idiot box, he's one of their big personalities, the Booyah Man. He came out and he did a little a little sermon that sounded an awful lot like the Patriot Radio News Hour. Ramon, let's play Kramer and what are his thoughts about how the economy's doing? 
On a good day for the averages, I like to take the other side of the trade. In fact, I think this may be the perfect time to discuss a dire issue facing the market. Everywhere I go, I hear the same question. Are we going into a recession? I get it from people who want to buy real estate. I get it from people who come to the bar. I get it from people who are debating starting new businesses. It's in the air, everywhere. Believe me, we would have been discussing recession yet again today if oil hadn't come to the rescue, reversed course from an earlier decline, and roared back, which is what caused the Dow to rebound from down 265 points to up 53 points. S&P 500 advanced 0.44%. NASDAQ gained 0.87%. But when you look beyond the market's tight and seemingly endless linkage to the price of oil, the idea that we could be headed into a recession has become a powerful theme a whispered undercurrent in this environment that surfaces whenever oil takes a dive. When oil goes up, we stop worrying. But when oil goes lower, the recession story is suddenly back on the table. And then I get a second whisper. It goes like this. If we are talking about going into recession, why the heck does the Fed feel the need to raise interest rates? And how can it be a March rate hike? How can... How can that be on the table? Why are people so worried? Simple, because so many Fed governors love to grab a mic and tell us how great things are in this country right now. Funny, these two conversations should be combined so they can sound like this query. You mean to tell me we're going to have a recession and the Fed is going to raise rates right into it? Are you kidding me? Or if you want to get really cynical, it's just an out-and-out declaration. We're going to have a recession because of the Fed. Like this morning, there was an astounding piece of research from Morgan Stanley telling you to sell General Motors. General Motors! Why? Because the profits are more at risk than people realize in a recession. I read the piece and I said, hmm, I mean, I guess we're going into a recession. Maybe we're in a recession. Or the research analyst wouldn't have spent most of the piece talking about how General Motors is going to get hurt in a recession. Then I started thinking about that conversation I had with Ford CEO Mark Fields not that long ago. We were in San Francisco where he basically said that he felt we could talk ourselves into a recession. And in fact, that's his biggest fear. Now, the stock could get clocked, given the stock sells at five times earnings, yields more than 6% if you include the special dividend. It's pretty obvious that I'm not the only one who fears a recession. The people who sell Ford every day seem to think so. We all know that if autos are peaking and are coming down, that's a major driver of the economy. It could be a real reason that we might have a recession. Then there's housing. The new housing purchases for January announced this morning, frankly, I I thought it was an aberration. I mean, it couldn't be. It was downright shocking. It was awful. Well below expectations, especially out west. Home sales fell to 494,000. Economists were looking for 520,000. That's a big delta. The home building stocks have been horrendous since the Fed's December rate hike. I mean, they've been telling us this was going to happen. Some have lost 25, 35% of their value, and they're the good ones. It's like the auto stocks. What are they saying? No, they're not saying. They're screaming. Recession. Not the time I would say to raise mortgage rates any more than I'd say it's time to raise auto rates. And yet, that's exactly what would happen. The Fed does hike in March. And then there's oil. Now, we know that oil's been in a bear market for ages, okay? August uh, 14. It can bounce, as it did today, ever so slightly. But the companies that labor in the oil patch, both the oil service and the exploration production companies, they can't make any money unless the price of crude is over $35 a barrel. And that's more than $2.5 from here. And that's the best of the operators. I know there aren't that many people who actually work in the oil business. And it really only impacts nine states negatively. But recessions are about confidence. And when you read the stories about the woes of the oil companies and those that lend to them, you really don't feel much confidence being inspired. I mean, today, until oil went up, all we were talking about was how bad the bank stocks are doing and they're lending to the oil companies. So let's not forget about the political landscape. The Republicans are all trying to outdo each other about how poorly we're doing as a nation. 
They kind of have to. After all, they're running against the Democrat, and the Democrat's currently in the White House. You hear them talk every day because there's a horse race going on, even if it's for second place. But if you watch putative Republican nominee Donald Trump, it's like listening to Ronald Reagan talk about how badly the country was doing under Jimmy Carter. It's like half the people believe that unless Trump gets in, then America's about to sink into recession. And the other half believe that if he wins, then the world might be coming to an end. You know the media wants to resurrect the candidacy of Bernie Sanders after they just buried him last weekend, with good reason. He's still raising money. But if you're wealthier, then perhaps uh, you're probably nervous about his candidacy because of the study showing uh, what would someone call the Robin Hood effect. That's why so many people love him, but they're t- not typically the people who own stocks. Look, I get it. When I was in college, I would have loved to vote for socialists. But while I still look like Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, it's a lot harder to believe in communism as you get older and actually need to start paying taxes. Uh, also, let's just make one thing clear for the people who keep stopping me on the streets of Manhattan. I am not the great-grandson or the great-great-grandson or the great-great-nephew of Vladimir Ilyich Lenin. Good. Had to make that clear. Now, let's layer all, all of that on top of the vast majority of Fed speakers this week who seem pretty anxious to raise rates in March because things are so good. And you can see how we have a bit of a kind of an unsettling moment developing, like we did when the Dow was down 250 today. We'd all feel better if there was something positive happening, maybe overseas. Hey, maybe Japan, maybe Europe, maybe China, maybe Korea, Canada, Brazil, Argentina. But there isn't. And we know it's only going to get worse the more the Fed hike rates because it will send the dollar higher, causing companies that have debts denominated in U.S. dollars to pay more. None of this is helped by the discussion over in the United Kingdom right now about maybe leaving the European Union. That just puts more downward pressure on the euro versus the dollar. The decline in interest rates we've witnessed lately is also signaling a recession. How the heck can the 10-year Treasury be all the way back down to 1.7% if things are so hot? Against all this, I mean, I mean all of it, is the chatter from Fed governors who are so chipper. They're so chipper. It's so ob- obviously oblivious to all of the discussions that I know I hear people have. I almost wonder if they live in a vacuum. Who are they talking to? Maybe they just talk to each other. Don't they have at least some buds who are concerned about a recession, some pals? I mean, don't they know some chums who are pulling back? Hmm, maybe they just live in a really positive bubble where all they can think is that a good, it's a good sign when they raise rates because it shows the economy must be better off. No one, not one, seems to be articulating the obvious, which is, wow, with so many people thinking of recession, maybe the Fed should just say, you know what, we're done talking about rate hikes for the moment. Would that be so hard? Uh, honestly. As long as these Fed governors remain this upbeat about the fabulous notion of being able to be in a position to raise rates, we're going to have a lot more days where the market goes down, not up, particularly if oil does peak and go back to 25, 26. Now, that there's no Saudi Russian deal. Look, I don't want to blame the Fed, only it's eh, there's more to it. I mean, but maybe cars simply aren't selling because we all have one. Uh, maybe homes aren't selling because we don't need them. Uh, maybe interest rates are going lower because we don't need to borrow money. Maybe we're back in 1939 where a considerable number of people, uh, very smart people, thought that the problems overseas had nothing to do with us. Or maybe, just maybe, those who are really bullish on this economy who labor at the Federal Reserve are just plain wrong. My bottom line. I think the Fed is making a mistake, and these Fed officials who are so pumped up about how this economy is ripe for a March rate hike ought to get out more, or maybe take a hike rather than hey, hike. I mean, if you want to get all undiplomatic about it. Unless their friends have decided unilaterally to not use the word recession, they simply aren't in touch with what seems to be on everybody else's mind that I talk to. There you have it. Even the, the, the great stock peddler Jim Cramer. You know, maybe they don't have any friends. I don't know. Maybe they don't talk to other people. Maybe they do live in a bubble. Well, I know they live in a bubble because they're the ones that create all the bubbles. 
And, and I guess it's just another one of those things where you start putting things together. And that's what I like to do here. You start connecting all the dots. I mean, did Kramer miss any segment? I mean, he talked about cars, talked about houses, talked about bonds, talked about stocks, talked about oil, talked about, you know, the, well, oil only affects nine states, which is, you know, let's just round it up to 10. That's 20% of the country. No problem there. And and did he miss anything? How how can ten year note rates be almost near record lows? And and the Federal Reserve not acknowledge that things are wrong. But this is just like the crash right before the last huge spike in gold. And I'll never forget it. Because I was doing the show with Eric. And we were playing the clip. It was in August, and Ben Bernanke was telling everybody how they were going to raise rates because the economy was just awesome. And I mean, we—I mean, we laughed, we yelled, we cried a little bit because it was so obvious that things were going horribly wrong. And, and here we are. And it's like deja vu all over again. And and so when you sit there and you really think about uh, what's happening, they, it's one of two things, right? Either they've decided, say, listen, nobody say it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Do you not tell the American public the truth. Whatever you do, you're not going to say the R word. Or they believe in the bubbles that they're blowing. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to add to the reasons why things aren't so good when we get back. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour. Our toll-free number, 800 nine five one zero five nine two we're we're just a couple weeks away from the first of the are they or are they not going to raise rates and if you follow along talking about our federal reserve and if you want to believe uh the economists and the talking heads and the bankers that come out on tv the Fed will only hike rates on the meetings where there's a press conference afterwards. So that's how the that's how the logic goes anyway. So that means there's four opportunities because in half the meetings they just release the Fed minutes, and actually not even the minutes, the Fed statement, and then the minutes come out a week later. And half the meetings, they have a little press conference. So that's where, when people say, well, the the Fed's going to hike four times. That's how they, it wasn't because they're like some brilliant seer like Nostradamus. That's just how many meetings have a press conference after it. And March being one of those meetings. And so the thought is, if they don't raise rates in March... 
Now the most they could do it is three times, because then there will only be three meetings with a press conference after it. And a lot of people say, listen, if they're not raising in March, they're definitely not going to raise in June, and, and you can see how it goes. But the one thing that, that is in addition to all the things that, that Kramer brought up, all the things that we brought up, you know, the one thing I haven't really talked about are the actual earnings from the companies. And really, I you know, the Dow, I don't like going to the Dow. It's only 30 stocks. And anytime any of the stocks do bad, they throw them out and they pick a better one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you know so it's kind of like they, they can really like, shape it a little better. But if you took the S&P 500, because that's 500 companies, front page of the money and investing section in the Wall Street Journal. Here's just one more item I would like Janet Yellen, who doesn't see any signs of recessions, to know about. I'm going to, I'm going to be a nice guy, and I'm going to help her. Okay, I'm going to help her with all these recession things that she just doesn't seem to be able to see. There's a big difference between companies advertised performance in 2015 and how they actually did. Advertised performance is what you get when you watch the idiot box. With most calendar year results now in, estimates for companies in the S&P 500 earned four-tenths of a percent not 1%, but 0.4%, more per share than they did in 2015, in 2015 than they did in 2014. That's your, I'll call the uh, idiot box number. That marks, by the way, that's the weakest growth since 2009. But this is based on what they call the pro forma figures, which they were supposed to do away with, by the way. Results provided by companies, pro forma figures, results provided by companies that exclude certain items. You know, it's kind of like, hey, we made money. If you don't count all the stuff, we ha- all the bad debts we had to write off, all the money we had to pay to fire a bunch of people, if you don't count all the restructuring charges we took, and and, and, and don't count all the stock uh, pay we gave to our executive team. Those uh, look, look to results reported under what they are the generally accepted accounting principles. That's the gap accounting. You know, this was one of the things that they wanted to do after the dot-com bubble that they said Wall Street had to adhere to. Hey, listen, no more of this funny business. Give us the real numbers under the generally accepted accounting principles. You don't think a recession's coming? It says, according to the generally accepted accounting principles, the S&P earnings per share fell 12.7% in 2015. Pro forma, they said, hey, we made four-tenths more. Ax- 
actual gap accounting said you made 13% less. That's how big the difference was. That, by the way, you know what? When that, the last time it was that bad, 2008. You know the last time before that it was that bad, 2001. You know what happened in 2001 and 2008? I'm just saying. You know, we don't see any signs. Yeah, we had recession. And here we sit a couple of weeks before the next Federal Reserve meeting, and they're all coming out saying, we don't see it. I don't know what you're looking at. I don't see it. I looked everywhere. I looked under my bed. I looked at my nightstand. I looked at my desk drawer. I don't see it. So all you have to do is open up the Wall Street Journal today, and you can see it for yourself. But this is also part of why I think you heard Kramer in his little speech yesterday. Did one of his cronies listen and say, hey, you should talk about it? I don't know. But all of these people, they know these numbers. They know the S&P 500 company's earnings fell 13, well, let's be fair, 12.7%. Less in 2015 than they made in 2014. Most of that was omitted because they called it special circumstances. You know, one-time items. Hey, listen, we fired 10,000 people this year. We're not going to, you know, that's a one-time thing. Until we fire 10,000 more next year. But if we didn't have to fire all those people, that would have been okay. And really what they do is not that they had to fire the people. They, then they go back, well, our earnings would have been this if we had just had those 10,000 less people to start with. And see, now, therefore, ergo, we're good to go. So what does this mean for all of us that believe that we need to have some gold and silver put away? And the answer is pretty simple. Gold will rally significantly when the Federal Reserve finally comes out and has to admit things aren't well. Patriot Radio News Hour will be back right after the break. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll free number 800 951 Gold's up four bucks, $1,243. Uh, silver, uh, it's coming back as well. Silver got all the way down to $15. Uh, now it's at $15.23. Uh, last, well, actually, was, I want to say it was earlier this week. I, I, I did an article talking about how only 44% of Americans pay federal income tax. Remember that story? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? Well, we've got a new update, and apparently uh, I was wrong. The number has now grown as the economy has gotten better. Okay? Here's another one of, here's another one of those signs. I'm going to give you another one of those signs. What was that Mel Gibson movie? 
Right? Sign, sign. <laughs> they give you another one. Instead of 44% of, of uh, Americans not paying federal income tax, the number has now grown to 45.3% of households pay, or by the way, that's roughly 77.5 million people will pay no federal income tax according to the data for the tax year of 2015. Now, that, I will say this. That's an estimate number. The number that I gave you uh, the other day, that was based, those were uh, exact numbers from 2013. So it looks like if these numbers hold true, this 45.3%, that we're adding about half a percent a year to people not paying federal income tax. So about half a percent a year. So in the next 10 years, we should break that 50% barrier. And not in a good way. You know, you know the, 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 those ISM numbers, oh, reading over 50 means good stuff. That's so disappointing. That number keeps growing. You, like you it call them the stop. givers and it takers. The givers and takers. And there's just too many takers. Well, this is, you know, part of the reason we talk about why is Bernie Sanders' message so popular. But, the, you know, it's just the, the – here's how it breaks down, by the way. The lowest 20% their, – their average tax bill is negative $643. The second lowest 20%, so that's 40%, according to my public school mathematics, they, their average tax return is a negative $621. Then they say the middle income. So that's 41 to 60%. They pay about $1,743. The second richest 20% pay about $6,285. And then the richest 20%, they pay about fifty grand. So really, when you think about it, you take the bottom 60% and you're essentially almost right at zero between the the negative guys and then the, the, the 20% that pay a little bit. You're right at about zero. So it's, you're almost at the point where 60% of the country pays nothing. And and eventually you start you start just doing simple math. But if the deficits keep going up a trillion dollars a year, if every two years another entire percent of the population doesn't pay income tax, in in ten years from now, we're going to have a federal deficit of over thirty trillion. We're going to have more than half the taxpayers actually getting money on their tax returns. Not not only do they not pay, it'd be one thing to say, hey, it's zero. I didn't pay. But the data says not only did they not pay, they got money. 
because that's the new American way. And then you start to understand how it is that all of this is ending horribly wrong. And, and we're like, what is this, the sixth year of this recovery, according to the Federal Reserve? I mean, these are the smartest people in the world. They are the ones that are responsible, right? They're in charge of employment. If you believe their mandate, their mandate is full employment. Well, one of them. The other one's a stable currency. Used to be a strong currency. They got rid of that word. Replaced it with a different word. How about stable instead? Stable can mean a lot of things. It's stably getting worse. Stably. <laughs> Not in the ICU, but it's stable. <laughs> and yet, according to the real data, the data that you can actually check, the most important data, which is who's paying taxes and who's not. I mean, we can say the unemployment rate is whatever they, whatever we want. 2%, 4%, 5%, 8%, 10%, doesn't matter. How many people are paying? And according to the data, every year, less people are paying. Which means one of two things. Right? I got fired and never worked again. Or I got fired and I found a job that pays me less. I mean, that's all it can mean, right? Is there, am I missing something? I don't think so. I mean, wouldn't you think in a healthy economy, I was you know, going way out on a limb here, that if the job market was really so good that more people would be paying taxes. Apparently, that's not how it works, America. Hmm. I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Final segment on a Thursday, Patriot Radio. America! Ra- <laughs> <What>? America! <laughs> I don't know why I just wanted to scream that. <laughs> you just, I love our country and everything that you're talking about. Sometimes it just breaks my heart to hear that almost 50% of our country is not paying their share. And, and listen, you can do with it. It's just the information. Right? It's not meant to be positive or negative. It's meant to educate, right? It's meant to keep you informed. Because we don't know what we're being fed out there. I mean, if you want to believe the people that come out, well, we think now that the, the stock market has corrected, the P.E. ratios, well, they, they seem to be pretty good. We think we could go up from here. Of course, that's the P.E. ratios when you don't count stuff. Right. It's kind of like the unemployment. The, right. the, the employment, they don't count. It, it's the P.E. ratio when you don't count everything. When you start counting everything, all of a sudden, even after the pullback, the stock market's trading at 22 times earnings. It makes me wonder, who is benefiting from misguided numbers and misinformation? Because that's what it feels like they're feeding us. Well, you know what? There you go. I mean, really, when you think about it, I think that's the best way to Who's benefiting? Because obviously, wouldn't we benefit the country 
all of us Americans, wouldn't we benefit from knowing what the facts were? Of course we would. I think that's why people tune into this show, man. But, but this is why they don't want you to know the truth, because if you knew the truth, you're like, oh, man, this is it's a house of cards. It's just about how long they can, can get the game to keep going. Right? How many patsies can we find? But even then, even with all the patsies, even with all of the strength and the power and the control of the media that they have, they got no answers. They don't know what to do. It didn't work. There's no growth. The consumer's not spending. They can't figure it out. They all say, oh, we don't know. It's just around the corner. You know how many corners it's been around? <laughs> We're just, you know what, if you, if you keep, you know, it's like a NASCAR race. If it's just behind the, you know what, it's always a left turn. Eventually, you just go, what, you keep going around the corner? You go around the next corner, go around the next corner, go around the next corner. Oh, wait, you're going around in a circle. And that's essentially what they're doing. Quick look here at the markets. Uh, the Dow's actually mixed right now. Uh, even though crude oil's down, uh, the Dow's mixed. I want to say the Dow's up a few points, uh, up 50 points right now. The Nasdaq just turned positive, so it's not mixed. The Nasdaq's up one. The S&P's up five. Uh, gold's up three at 12.42, and crude oil down 77 cents at 31 dollars and 36 cents. Yesterday, we ran a, a just a great special, and I was so disappointed uh, because I really was shocked that we we didn't sell them all, but that's how great of a special it was. We had some $20 gold pieces at 1400 and some $10 gold pieces at 700 And I can't, there's nothing better than that. I don't have anything better than that, so we're going to do it again until they're gone. Your choice, buy some of each. Uh, U.S. $20 liberties and $10 liberties. Uh, the 20s are at 1400 The 10s are at 700 uh, If you're looking for silver, the only silver we have, U.S. Silver Eagles at 385 800 951 Tune in tomorrow. Eric will be in. It's always, it's always a fun show on a Friday. Everyone take care. Have a great day.